Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm one of the co-hosts of today's show. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, except for last week, and Mark Davison. Davo, great to have you back. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, Matt's got me up at the crack of dawn at 7.30 a.m. here. It feels almost like a, like a Steelers game when we get up at 3.30 or 5 a.m., so... Yeah, this is our fresh face, faces in the morning and we're ready to talk Steelers football. And I'm happy to be back. It was a great show as well last week with um, uh, with Jeff filling in doing some of the Aussie accents. So that was really cool. So, yeah, I'm ready to go. And Maddie's just muted for a little bit, so we might jump into the to the live chat. We have our Steelers fan and uh, Brad Jewett here. Maddie, what happened? What's going on, mate? Can you hear me now, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> I was uh, I was looking to turn up the volume on my microphone and I unplugged the whole thing. So, All right. Fair yeah, there was a bit of a technical difficulty going early. A uh, bit of a technical difficulty there, but um, we're all good now. Great to see some of the guy- people jumping into the live chat as always. Um, but yeah, it's been a... As this is the title of the show today says, like, you know, should Steelers fans feel uneasy? It's It's been... A quiet couple of weeks, and, and I was saying this in the BTSC Slack channels, like during the week, and sort of saying, "Well, you know, it's funny. You think there'd be more news about the fact that we don't have the salary cap worked out? You think that with this many free agents that, that are available, you'd think as well with the draft, you know, being impacted by COVID." But I feel, and Jeff and I talked about this last week. You know, um, when we're unfortunate not to have you on, my March due to personal commitments, but like. It was, it was sort of saying this sort of topic of the calm before the storm. But I feel like we're going to be flooded with with flooded with news coming up. And it's going to be hard for us to... I think in the moment, it's going to be very reactionary for fans and for pundits and for media personalities and, and for all of us here at BTSC because it, we're going to have so much news to then have to stew on um, in, the, in the coming months. So it's going to be really interesting to see all these different storylines play out. But no doubt... The last couple of weeks have been dominated by Big Ben um, and in terms of updates there, whether it's from himself, whether it's his agent. Um, we saw it again this week. Mark, I'm going to just go put it to you simply. Is Ben coming back? Oh, yeah. I think Ben's coming back. <clears throat> and if he's coming back, are you, one, you're super confident we can win a Super Bowl with Big Ben. Two, depends on what's around him and, you know, you know, who knows? Three wrong move. Steelers are the Steelers are basically treading water. So I'll put it this way: so when when he hurt his arm uh, a, a few years back, and then I thought that he was going to be done and the career was over, I I, I posted on my uh, Steelers Nation Australia timeline saying, you know, Big Ben had a great career. Thanks for your service. He's an awesome player. Um, I didn't think he was going to come back from that because sometimes they just have the surgery and, and don't. But I think he was always going to come back. Um, now, like, I, I, I think he's got a window of, like, obviously this next year and maybe uh, two or three years. Um, it is very funny, though, because, like, you know, us and Steel Nation and someone on the Australian page, too, are saying, well, okay, you had yeah, had Steelers going 11-0 and and then you, you, you hit the dirt and don't go anywhere. Now Ben is the worst player ever and we can't have him, but... He's being older and how do we move on? But the fact is, what I keep going back to, and, and I'm a big, big big Ben fan, who's going to replace him? There's no other quarterback, I think, ready right now to take the reins. And, 
you're better off with someone who you have than someone you don't know at all. So you've got Mason, you've got um, Haskins, but at the same time, you just like Big Ben is the guy right now, and he's going to be the guy until we draft somebody else and we go through a transition period. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's been there 17 years. You've got to give the guy a bit of you know a bit of confidence, and I think it's like. Mentality now is, I think, for the Steelers because we haven't been in the playoffs, uh, haven't done much in the playoffs, and we haven't won the Super Bowl for 10 years. We just want – like, we almost need to win one. Like, if we won last year, I don't really – it wouldn't really matter if Big Ben came back or not or played for the next two or three years because we had that confidence for winning that Super Bowl. Um, I think fans just want to win it. They want to win it and have something to, to um, you know, gloat about for the next few years and have some, something, some confidence to build on. Um, yeah, I think he's coming back. He's, he's got to, he's got to play. I just think it's like you said. It's you know we're uneasy with all the news, but at the same time, um, like you said, it with with all we have all the information. We have so much information, and all these shows we do on BTSE is awesome. But then we have less news. We don't have like too much to talk about because nothing is really really happening. But everyone's trying to find something like you know JJ walked in the snow and he's going to the Bills and stuff like that. You know, Nate, <laughs> so. we should. It's all over because we didn't re-sign Duck Hodges. That's why. <laughs> you talk about the quarterbacks we don't have. Duck Hodges sitting there in LA. I'm shocked that he actually got that deal, to be honest. Um, I mean, pick up a good point there. And, and I know and see Brad Jewett in the from the YouTube side of things in the live chat. You know, it's it's really interesting in terms of, you know, a lot of people are now going, well, I want to stick with Ben. You know, there's, there is no one there. And it, apart from Ben at the moment, it's... I think for think for me as well. There's a storyline that I'm not necessarily seeing talked about so much, which I think is really important if you're going to bring bring back Big Ben, and that's in the fact that there is a lot of lot of leadership that suddenly left this locker room. Now we know that Big Ben is not you know the most vocal necessarily leader from what we see and through the media and, and on the sidelines and what have you, but there's obviously a respect there. I mean, people want to question Juju Smith-Schuster's respect for certain things around the team and too much TikToking and dancing on logos. Well, Juju has the utmost respect for Big Ben. So when we put it in perspective, there's definitely some leadership there and he commands that leadership of that locker room. But when you think about Pouncey leaving, you think about Vance as well um, and obviously Pouncey, much more inspirational leader there. You know, DeCastro, you know, Jeff sort of shared, there's a question mark whether he could be back. But Villanueva is probably gone. You know, what if Alualu goes there? You know, you potentially could see Joe Hayden cut to keep Hilton and Sutton. Um, you know, there are different. And then there are a few other sort of players littered through some of that more experience. There. Even James Connors, quite, you know, he's pretty vocal. He's, he's pretty passionate. He's inspirational when you look at what he's come back from as well. You know, and, and I know Steelers fans in there, Steelers fan 1823 is in the live chat saying Cameron Haywood is the leader of that locker room. Yeah, 100%. But imagine what we've got leaving the offense from a leadership perspective, not just the team, like with Pouncey going, and then you have Big Ben go in the same season. Equally, now, I am no fan of Randy Land. That park should have been shut down a long time ago. But at the same token, by the same token there, you've got a new coaching staff. Um, coming in on that offensive side in, in a few different positions. So there is there is greater value than what we just talked about in arm strength and can he do deep passes and all the rest of it than, you know, than what I think is really being looked at at the moment. And, you know, he did have 33 touchdowns, you know, there. 
Um, you know, and, and one of the interesting stats that I saw was um, on NFL.com this week, and they sort of talked about, I think it was Cynthia Froyland was sort of saying the Steelers had the most deep down, deep field touchdown passes this season with, I think it was 10, 10 it was either 10 or 12 touchdowns. I thought to myself, that sort of really challenges that sort of notion that they weren't throwing it deep. And obviously you can look at different percentages and stats on where they threw deep to different parts of the field versus other teams. But I, I just I sort of think with Big Bag coming back, with so many questions and, you know, 20-something free agents or and including, like, the exclusive rights free agents, this is probably not the season you want to go through that quarterback change. Well, i got I got a big big question for you. Now, this is what I was just saying a bit earlier. This is what, this is what, I'm, trying, what I'm trying to get my head around is, and then I think a lot of Steeler fans are, are like this. So, you know, since, like, 2015, 2016, we went into all the playoffs and we went one, two, then we went out. Then uh, even the Denver Bronco game, we went out, like, I just think even if, like you're saying, if we sign all these free agents, say Juju came back or whoever, we get our team almost near perfect, like A+, Big Ben's back, and then we go to the playoffs again and we lose, I don't think it overly really matters. I think what we – it's really funny to say, but I think this, what this franchise needs is a really deep playoff run, and what they really, really, really need is, honestly, at this time, a Super Bowl to kick in and make everything like everything is good in the world again because it just feels like we've been so close and we've done so much, so many great things um, with it. With a, when AB was there, uh, Bell was there. Our defense is fantastic. We get all these sacks. We get all these every year. We get 50-plus sacks, and we've got four, uh, 61 or something games in a row. All these great things. And I know it's a 32, uh, 32 team to win the Super Bowl. At the same time, how long will this period go where we just keep going and we get there and then we, we come back? Like is is Big Ben going to solve that and 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 get a Super Bowl so we can have a clean slate? But but this is the thing. So this is the thing though, right? And this is the question that's been begging in my mind, particularly the last of I'm going to say 36 hours, 24 hours. You bring back Big Ben, right? If Big Ben make this, so there's the deep playoff run, yeah. What if Ben wants to come back in 2022, right? And let's assume, let's assume, let's play, we'll keep, we'll keep playing this because this is a very likely scenario that like Ben wants to come back if he plays well, right? Let's say the arm's feeling good. He's like, I'm a year on from my shoulder surgery. We made the divisional round or we made the AFC championship game. I've still got another one in me, right? It's still a big cap hit, right? And then, so number, so that's scenario A, right? So with scenario A, would you, and then I'll give you scenario B, would you be happy there? for Big Ben to come back in 2022? So are you trying to say, what, what I'm thinking right now about scenario A is we have Big Ben and he's done all these great things and his last thing is to get Super Bowl. But yeah. if you, and that will tie it off, would be awesome. Yeah. Um, if scenario B though is a new quarterback, at least with a new quarterback and a new a new uh, offense, and then we have something to root for, for this guy to win, just win the game or just win a few games in a row or just win at home or just win the division. It seems it almost seems like with all this um, these players and and Big Ben being there for the last seventeen years, it's the talent had to has to catch up with the the expectation to get the Super Bowl. Is that what yeah. you're trying, trying to get at a little bit? No, no. So, so I'm just used to see where people's see. There are a few people like when the season ended. I think a lot of there was a big overreaction from a lot of the fan base, and not necessarily you know fans and listeners of BTSC of <clears throat> let's get rid of Ben. My, my concern with Ben has been his salary cap number, and if we're going to address that, open to what we can do there, right? So that, that that's me. That's what I, what I feel so far. 
But now I'm seeing a lot of people shift and be like, well, I'm right. Like, and again, it's not, it's not necessarily BTS listeners and stuff we see in the live chat, but it's like there's this sort of feeling that, oh, you know, we're right or die with Big Ben. And I've seen it on the other sort of Steeler fan sites because I occasionally go on and have a look and just see what other what other things are writing about and seeing the, <laughs> the lack of value if you're not going to behindthesteelscurtain.com for all your things Pittsburgh Steelers. But um, so I'm sort of seeing all this, right, we're going to write it out with Ben, all this sort of conversation now. But scenario B, and so I'm just really underst- trying to understand what, what the general feeling is, though, in terms of long-term Big Ben, because feeding into that discussion that Brian Anthony Davis had a few weeks ago on Big Ben's like that college roommate that, you know, you're there with your family and he sits on your couch and eats lollies out of your salad bowl and is hitting on your wife and, you know, a better mate to your kids and all the rest of it. But scenario B, what if the Steelers, you know, whoever it is, right, let's say they whether they trade up or they stay where they are or whatever because latest mock draft from you know, suggest that potentially even fields could fall to them if they trade up a couple of spots. Um, let's say they draft a quarterback in round one, right? The quarterback sits there through 2021, plays a couple of games, you know, when in terms of, you know, a quarter here, quarter there, Big Ben goes off to get a knee checked, whatever it is. Big Ben, we make the, as I said, make the division around, make the AFC championship game. And then Big Ben goes, oh, I got so close, I want to go again. But you've spent a first-round draft pick there on a quarterback that's had to sit there. Now, I know Green Bay like to keep a quarterback for a couple of years, and it'll be interesting to see how long Jordan Love can sit there. But then what happens? Because are we then in for the same nasty situation or separation that, that could have happened this season? Are we then forcing Big Ben to retire? And then have we got a Palomalu situation? So I ask you, question B. We draft that quarterback in round one and they sit there and then Big Ben gets to that, you know, deep into the playoffs and what have you, misses or even misses out, loses in a Super Bowl and plays really well, has got good stats for the season. What do you do? I don't think you can keep – you can't keep Big Ben like that and keep uh, him lingering around and, you know, and he's a great player and he's done awesome things. But I don't think they can keep pushing the envelope further and further and further. Um, my my solution is to, to really is to make have I don't know how this works, but let Big Ben um, take a step back, build up the offensive line, build up the running game, and don't let him be the focal point or the number one guy in the offense. Just let him like a Peyton Manning kind of guy. Like Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl with like a great defense. He didn't really he wasn't up to his prime. So don't let it, it can't be on. I know Ben can who really help the team. But then sometimes, and I'm a big, big fan, but he can also really hurt the team too. So maybe take like a, a Brady kind of style approach and get the running game and get things like that. So then you can easily transition um, a new player there, even if we did make the Super Bowl or we lost it or we made the playoffs. Like, like because, you know, he's just, he's just chasing that carrot the whole time. Like you said, he may just keep signing contract after contract. And if the Steelers believe in him, where does it really get us? Uh, Chad said in there before, he's three and five in postseason, I think the last uh, uh, few years. Um, yeah, it's it seems like, I know a lot of fans would be happy if we got rid of Big Ben and then we started fresh and then you, you just start with a new quarterback and this is like the new Steelers, a new era. That's what it really comes down to. We, well, for, for you and I, or for, for me especially coming, I watched since 2003 and now it's 2021 and we're on uh, YouTube talking Steelers. It's like he's been our quarterback for... 18 years. So is it time? When is the time? Is this the last year to move on and then we get a new guy? Well, and, and this is, this is uh, again, these are the questions. These are the questions that are sitting there. And I'll leave, uh, before we move on to the next segment there, 
Um, I'll leave I'll leave it with this sort of point, um, and it'd be good to get your feedback on this one. It's like, no, oh, I need to say I'm not. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I do think Big Ben's earned, earned the right, you know, through his play and through what he's done for the Steelers and what have you, to be able to make a call on whether he he can seriously lead us to victories or not. But I, I do sit there and like, let's say. Any of the cap that you are spending on him above what his signing bonus is, is cap that could go somewhere else. Re and the reality is that's the way it works. Now, I know I get to talk about this on cap room, but or it's re financial resource you could spend on everything else. If you could, if you can get, right, if, if one of those quarterbacks is sitting on the table, one of those top four, you know, so but Trevor Lawrence won't be, but, you know, if there's a Zach Wilson or, um, and again, he probably won't be, but a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields somehow is sitting there when you get to the 12th pick. And instead of tooling up an offensive line to bring in that draft pick, now it's very hard to do because you can spend all this money in free agency and cut Big Ben and what have you or force him to retire and then miss out on that draft pick. So it's a, it's a gamble, right? But assuming you could spend that money to retool your offensive line and put an offensive line in front of that quarterback, again, is it? What if that? what if that is actually in a sliding doors parallel dimension the way to get more wins? Because... Can Big Ben compensate for a lack of an O-line? And can he compensate at the start of the season for an in, 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 in inexperienced O-line? And for me, that is the biggest question that will be played out between now and the first four weeks of the season. I want to know, like, I want to be able to, uh, hopefully I'm proven right that, or hopefully it's proven right for Big Ben that, you know, he can overcome whatever challenges there are to that O-line, whether it's due to quality of player, experience, and what have you. Yeah, definitely. Like, I just had a little thought then. It's, uh, are we just, you know, if, if, I don't know if you're a car guy. I'm definitely not a car guy, but I like my uh, cars. Is, is Big Ben just the car that we, you know, he's got your buy and you keep, you keep, you know, passing the rego, you keep tuning up and this is my car? Or do you go and buy a new project and, and start again? And then you have no idea what you're going to get out of the car and, and, and different things might happen, you know? Like, look at my homies. My homie is just this, a young stud quarterback and, if we found someone like that or, or with potential to be like that, the, the next five, 10 years would just be so fun to watch. When we did see an early Big Ben, um, I really just want, if we can, if I can end on this, I really just want to have Big Ben to have one uh, great last year with hopefully fans in the stands cheering him on, having a, having a good go. Um, but I think at the same time, if you invest that money into him now, like you're saying, you need money elsewhere, then we have to win. We have to win something out of that. There needs because to be some cause and reaction for it. Because, right, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, with the O-line playing fairly well, got us to eight wins. But, right? Now, I know I know, we were 11 and 0. We had a franchise record this, you know, season for the most wins consecutive and stuff. But, like, th that's, all, that's all I'm saying here is I would hate for us to be in this sliding door mo doors moment where we go and invest in that quarterback position. And the reason that's important is because and I will say it till the cows come home, if that's a saying that's slang, I don't know. But I'll say it till the cows come home that, oh, it's on blue in the face, which is an Aussie saying. And that's because you keep saying it and you're not coming up for air. But the franchise is more important than any one player. So let's just hope that this is the move that, that, that will get us to wins. Now, I back Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and Kevin Colbert. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Kevin Colbert, you know, his success there, you know, fantastic. <clears throat> So I, I back the franchise on doing the right thing here. But I'm just saying, I'm saying it now on the 27th of February in the United States and the 28th of February here in Australia that, like, let's just hope this is the right move rather than tooling up elsewhere.
but but that's it. If if we do have Big Ben for next year and he wins us a Super Bowl, it is it's the right move to win. I guess this year. I guess it's really it, it really is a a question that can be debated forever until actually something happens. Because I think you and I can go back and forth um, for Big Ben, but I just would like to see him one more year. But I understand your point of view as well. We need to put money elsewhere into getting this defense better, the O line better. We need a run game where we're not walking backwards. We need something. Uh, <laughs> we need something to happen, you know. So, <laughs> as Brad Jewett says, my dog gives us a better chance than Mason Rudolph. Uh, classic. I actually taught my dog how to grab a little football um, the other day, so that was quite funny. Um, all right, let's move on to the next segment. Um, it's a segment that we teased or we had a first go at a couple of weeks ago now. Um, Dylan says, "Hey, Mark is back. Missed you last week, bud." We all did. We hey, all that's did. Me, mate. That's me, mate. Ditsy. He's from the coast here. Ah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, Welcome, he, Ditsy. He tunes in for about two minutes and he leaves. Ah, oh, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So he's a bit like Bud Dupree. Plays a couple, you know, plays a little <laughs> bit and then out, out you go. Yeah. Um, but look, let's get into it. So this is the question mark segment, and this is the segment where Mark throws me some. Well, I'll let you introduce your own segment, Mark. Uh, yeah. So it kind of went okay two weeks ago. So basically. I think we'll do two plays today. Yep. Yeah, we'll do two plays. I choose out of a random – oh, I, I go on Google and uh, do a random number generator, 1 to 99. Yep. And I've already did four plays last week, so if I get the same number, I'll, I'll uh, explain that. And then I've just got three random questions and one bonus one for Matt. Um, however, at the same time, hopefully this time we get a practice squad guy because if we do get a practice squad guy or someone we're not familiar with, um, uh, we have to answer the question. And, and Matt's on the spot here, so – if it is someone with a tight end, like I think it's someone named Dak, someone, then we'll talk Dax about the Raymond or something. Yeah, there we go. We'll talk about we'll talk about him, but if we don't know the player that well, we'll talk about that position and what what needs they need to have. So let's jump into it. We'll do two today. We did four, uh, two previous shows ago. Yep. Give me a minute here. We'll see how we can rip through them if we rip through them pretty quick. We'll see if we can get a third. Straight away, I got number one, but there's no number one, is there? No. Oh, no. no, no, no. We had that last time and I thought it was Cause Waitman, the reserve yeah. um, punter, but he's not. Okay, I've got 96. Is Who's 96 off the top of your head? Uh, is that uh, Isaiah Bugs? I think it may be. Let me just double check. I thought I'm not looking at anything. Up. I'm not looking at anything. It might have been Alu, Alu, Alu but it's... Uh, no, no Alu, Alu's number 94. Yeah, yeah. Alu, Alu's 94. Okay, so it's Isaiah, Isaiah Bugs. Uh, we've got four... This little segment here. Now, the first question was, and this all relates back to 2020. Yep. So, and I'm not even not too sure. You might know more than I do, but this is this is it's going to uh, grill you. Uh, what overall grade would you give uh, number 96 bugs for last year? Ooh, I'm going to go C plus, purely because we saw more of him than the previous year, and I I feel like we saw more. I don't know the specific snap counts versus the previous season. Um. He obviously played really, really, really bad when Alu Alu went out in that that first. I think it was the first, yeah, first Ravens game. Um, I think it was the first one. Anyway, and then he sort of had that second half where he got read the riot act in the locker room, um, and and from there it was. And, and look, there are some interesting grades going in the live chat right now. I think it's anywhere in that C range. It's probably more a C, C minus. But for me, I like the way he responded in what he did. Um, the problem for me though with him is that the more play he got toward the back end of the season, he didn't quite show up. I'd be in, this is make or break for him this year. And in fact, it might even, 
if they, if they give him a bit of time in the preseason, assuming it happens, there's not much there. I don't I'm not surprised if you cut him or trade him there. Um, he does have good pedigree. I think if it was six in terms of good pedigree now, like in terms of those defensive tackles, they're being drafted very late. Um, if they're not like absolutely elite, comes from Alabama, you never know what he can show up there. But this this next season will be crucial. And if he gets a lot of time to play with, let's well, if if Alualu is not back in the first four weeks and it's not good, get rid of him. So, yeah. All right. So our second one, and you might have already just these these questions are quite similar. But what impact did he have? Like what overall impact on this team? Um, did did he provide any depth through our Steelers? I'm not even sure how many games did he just play the one start versus the Browns. Uh, I think he played through four games and yeah. pull that up. But I oh, overall impact. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you. I don't know how you measure that from like a, a, a depth and third depth piece on the on the defensive line. There, I mean, um, I don't know mild impact. I don't know if I can give that a grade. Well, it says he had 14 percentage of the snaps. Okay. So that's what well, it's about. He one in game. ten games, and he started one. He had eleven tackles. You know, four assists. He had one quarterback hit. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Terrell Edmonds had a quarterback hit, and you know, he was playing deeper. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, this, this, this is a hard, the harder question for the guys that really don't play that much. Yeah. Um, but what what is the future for this player? What's the future for Isaiah Bugs? Um. Probably gets cut this season or next by the Steelers, picked up by someone else on a practice squad if there's still COVID practice squads for a while, get cut. He won't be in the league in three seasons. Is he is he under the like under the cap? How many years do you know off the top of your head? Does he have uh, I think he's got one more left. It's either this year or last year. I think yeah, he's got he's on the on the roster for next year where he'll take about a million dollars there. You can save nine hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. He's like, you know, the dead money's forty two. Yeah, he'll be. He won't be there next year. So he won't be on the 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 depth at all. Um, behind no. Haywood and guys like that. Okay. No. Well, who who's gonna be? Will we sign somebody else in in, in his role? Or yeah, I think he'll also. I, I mean, it could be a, if the if the Steelers can find the right versatile defensive lineman in this draft. You know, in that fourth or fifth round, that you know, just because people aren't practicing the position in previous years, it'd be a third. Great. Um, you know, you can get those guys. There's lots of guys that in those positions have a good year and then have a crap year the next year. Um, I think I can <laughs> – apologies if I've just, just worn there. Um, I'm not sure what the YouTube that, rule is. <laughs> that's, our, that's our first one ever. <laughs> um, no, I think I've said it before. Anyway, um, YouTube's different to the audio side of things. But, yeah, going back to it, look, I I think that they'll easily find those different players there. No worries. Right on. This might be a really short, quick answer. Will this player make the Hall of Fame and what percentage chance? Buckley's. Buckley's Buckley's, none. Zero. Zero. Not happening. All right. So, so Bugs, he had a pretty good run, but uh, we'll see where he goes next year and what team. Let's see what other number we're going to get here. Uh, 68. Now, this could be a number that we have no idea about, and I hope it's a really – it's a practice guy for you, Matt. Let's have a look. 68. If anyone in the live chat knows who 68 is. 68? Is that that Isadora? uh, Let's find out. Even if we have a 68. If I get that, I'll be thrilled. That's easy. You've one. got uh oh, didn't this like you got Anthony Cole? Is he the bloke from uh Indianapolis? Am I completely wrong? Anthony Colvin. Uh, yes, Anthony he's offensive lineman. C O Y L E Cole, sixty-eight. Coil. Oh, Coyle. oh yes, Coyle. yes, 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 Coil, Coil, Coil. Yeah. Um, 
What overall grade would you give this player in 2020? I have no idea who this player is, to be honest. Didn't they bring him in toward the end? I thought they brought him in with a couple of games to go. Let me pull that up. But I, um, I, thought, I thought he came back. Uh, Cole came from Indianapolis. If the live check can help oh, me out. I thought that was Colvin that came from Indianapolis. I have no idea. I, I thought maybe he came from the Broncos. Was he, was he a late pickup? From, uh, he's he's, he's obviously um, often. He's tackles, so he might be the same know. His overall impact on the Steelers, if we don't know much about him, <laughs> is uh, limited at best. Um, I want to. I can't wait for you to ask me the. <laughs> you could probably you ask me the. Um, yeah, so picked him up. He was on the. Te- he was signed by the Texans as an undrafted free agent. Went to the Packers. And went up practice squad at the Falcons. We brought him in this year. Practice squad. Um, and they moved him up from there. That's right. That's right. I mean, and we are getting mixed up with Colvin. Um, right. Look, he's a right tackle. No, look, uh, the impact zero, future for the player zero, Hall of Fame <laughs> zero. We've got time for another one. <laughs> you, beat, you beat me all to it. All right, all right. Man, poor bloke gets no shout outs. This gets a bunch of zeros. Okay. All right. Next one. Then we'll do a third one. Uh, 93, we got this time. 93, which would be – oh, is that Carlos Davis, Jr.? No, it's another – it's your favorite holiday of the year, uh, Maddie. DeMarcus, DeMarcus Christmas. DeMarcus Christmas, mate. <laughs> that what do you is, reckon? That is the one that for all the listeners out there joining <laughs> us live or on record, that's the one Mark's been waiting for me to get. He keeps going, this segment will be great until you get DeMarcus Christmas. And instead, we've had Anthony Coyle and DeMarcus Christmas back-to-back. So this is like – Mark has hit the jackpot, double trouble. He is absolutely thrilled with this. Um, well done, Mark. I think you you lined it up. You didn't even use the random yeah. generator. No, it's, um, it's, all random. it's all random. So what's his overall grade for DeMarcus Christmas? Could be a great bloke, but what, what's his overall grade for uh, 2020? Well, he was drafted by the Seahawks. I've pulled that up. Um, I don't, did you didn't even play? Didn't we pick him up in the offseason? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to pull him up. I'm going to find out if he's got any stats. I don't remember ever seeing him in the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. So, no, it, okay, let's let's talk about him. Or is, is, is yeah, he didn't play. Title. He didn't play. So his overall impact is he was really good at filling up because he's nice and strong. He's filled up the Gatorade <laughs> bottle. Yeah, he's helping out uh, the practice guys and and versus Big Ben, so he doesn't rush him too hard to to tackle him. Um, but yeah, we're always going to get a few of those practice guys. We'll, do you even want to go for the? Re- no, we'll go. What's his, what is his impact? You can do zero 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 again. Uh, his impact is uh, Christmas decorations um, <laughs> for the 16th game. All right. Well, you're lucky because because if you go back two weeks ago, uh, BTSC, we had Maddie, uh, Joe Hayden, um, Stefan Tuitt, and he had a few other blokes in there. Rudolph was in there. So we really could talk about some of these players. However, uh, today we got uh, Bugs, uh, Coyle, and Demarcus Christmas. If we run this segment again, you never know who we're going to get. So it is always fun to talk about some of our Steelers. And, like, you know, it's a bit different. Like, with this roster, there's, what, 90-odd players before they get cut um, at the at the start of the year. So then it goes down to 53. So, yeah, it's always fun to have a bit of a laugh around some of these players. So he won't be a, a future Hall of Famer? No. No. Now, look, before we wrap up part one, we've got a question from Steelers fan 1823 there. Um, from the YouTube side of things, um, who says, I think is, that a, is that like a fruit or a pumpkin or something carved in that picture? But it looks interesting. No, that's, anyway. that's a turtle. 
Oh, it's a cool turtle. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Maddie and Mark, who was the first Australian-born player to play in a Super Bowl? I'm pretty sure that was Ben Graham, um, who played Aussie Rules football down here. He was a punter for the Arizona Cardinals he for played, a while. Yeah, he played the Cardinals. That would have been versus us, right? That would have been versus uh, yes. Steelers. And he actually, in one of the games, um, there was someone returning it because he kicked off and he smacked him absolutely belted him into the, into the ground. Everyone was like, oh, I remember the US media at the time. I was, we were in our teenage years, but the US media was like, how can a punter slam him like that? And he'd been slamming people throughout his AFL career. Like he was six foot five and, you know, probably the best part of, you know, 215 pounds or whatever. So it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise to us. And but next year you've got, you got to ask us, uh, who's the first Australian born player to win a Super Bowl? Going to be Jordan Berry. Bring him back. Ah, Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Um, last name Williams. Um, he was a defensive tackle. I think he went to Bama. He was on the practice squad. Um, or No, he was on the injured reserve for the Seahawks when they won the Super Bowl um, okay. because he had cancer. So he technically got a ring. But whether you count that as winning a Super Bowl is different, but technically got a ring. And Brad Wing was the first Australian to ever throw a touchdown, I think, when he threw the special play. But I think that was – I don't think that was for us. Um Cool. Well, that wraps up part one of Steel's Touchdown Under for this week. Join us at part two. Part two, we're going to really, obviously, slinging the slangs back, a couple of bold predictions. We're going to take audience Q&A as well. We're going to give you guys a really good time to do that. And Mark's launching a really interesting segment to take us through free agency and up to the draft as well. Um, so we'll have that in part two. Stay tuned. Everyone on the that's listening live now on the YouTube side, just hold tight for a couple of seconds. <laughs> 